Chapter 6 of Epistoly, The Letters of Dante. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michael Early, Brisbane, Australia. Epistoly, The Letters of Dante by Dante Aguilieri. Translated by Page Toynbee. Epistola 6 to the Florentines, March 31st, 1311. Dante Alighieri, a Florentine undeservedly in exile, to the most iniquitous Florentines within the city. The gracious providence of the Eternal King, who in his goodness overrules the affairs of the world above, yet ceases not to look down upon our concerns here below, committed to the Holy Roman Empire, governance of human affairs, to the end that mankind might repose in the peace of so powerful a protection, and everywhere, as nature demands, might live as citizens of an ordered world. And though the proof of this is to be found in the holy writ, and though the ancients relying on reason alone bear witness thereto, yet it is no small confirmation of the truth, that when the throne of Augustus is vacant, the whole world goes out of course. The helmsmen and rowers slumber in the ship of Peter, and unhappy Italy, forsaken and abandoned to private control, and bereft of all public guidance, is tossed with such buffeting of wind and waves as no words can describe. Nay, as even the Italians in their woe can scarce measure with their tears. Wherefore, let all who in mad presumption have risen up against this most manifest will of God now grow pale at the thought of the judgment of the stern judge, which is nigh at hand. If so, be the sword of him who saith, Vengeance is mine, be not fallen out of heaven. But you, who transgress every law of God and man, and whom this insatiable greed of avarice has urged all too willing into every crime, does the dread of the second death not haunt you, seeing that you first, and you alone, shrinking from the yoke of liberty, have murmured against the glory of the Roman Emperor, the King of the Earth, and Minister of God, and under cover of prescriptive right, refusing the duty of submission due to him, have chosen rather to rise up in the madness of rebellion. Have you to learn, senseless and perverse as you are, that public right can be subject to no reckoning by prescription, but must endure so long as time itself endures? Verily the sacred precepts of the law declare, and human reason after inquiry has decided, that public control of affairs, however long neglected, can never become of no effect, nor be superseded however much it be weakened. For nothing which tends to the advantage of all can be destroyed, or even impaired, without injury to all, a thing contrary to the intention of God and nature, and which would be utterly abhorrent to the opinion of all mankind. Wherefore, then, being disabused of such an idle conceit, do you abandon the holy empire, and, like the men of Babel once more, seek to found new kingdoms, so that there shall be one polity of Florence and another of Rome. And why should not the apostolic government be the object of a like envy, so that, 
if the one twin of delos have her double in the heavens the other should have his likewise but if reflection upon your evil designs bring you no fears at least let this strike terror into your hardened hearts that as the penalty for your crime not only wisdom but the beginning of wisdom has been taken from you for no condition of the sinner is more terrible than that of him who shamelessly and without the fear of god does whatsoever he lists full often indeed the wicked man is smitten with this judgment that as during life he has been oblivious of god so when he dies he is rendered oblivious of himself but if your insolent arrogance has so deprived you of the dew from on high like the mountain tops of gilboa that you have not feared to resist the decree of the eternal senate and have felt no fear at not having feared shall that deadly fear to wit human and worldly fear not overwhelm you when the inevitable shipwreck of your proud race and the speedy end of your deeply to be rude lawlessness shall be seen to be hard at hand do you put your trust in defences in that you are girt about by a contemptible rampart o oh, you of one mind only for evil o oh, you blinded by wondrous greed what shall it avail you to have girt you with a rampart and to have fortified yourselves with bulwarks and battlements when terrible in gold the eagles shall swoop down upon you which soaring now over the pyrenees now over caucasus now over atlas ever strengthened by the support of the host of heaven gaze down of old on the vast expanse of ocean in its flight what shall these avail you most wretched of men when you stand confounded in the presence of him who shall subdue the raging of hesperia the hopes which you vainly cherish in your unreason will not be furthered by your rebellion but by this resistance the just wrath of the king at his coming will be but the more inflamed against you and mercy which ever accompanies his army shall fly away indignant and where you think to defend the threshold of false liberty there in sooth shall you fall into the dungeon of slavery for by the wondrous judgment of god as we must believe it sometimes comes to pass that by the very means whereby the wicked man thinks to escape the punishment which is his due he is the more fatally hurried into it and that he who wittingly and willingly is a rebel against the divine will is unwittingly and unwillingly a soldier in its service the buildings which you have raised not in prudence to serve your needs but have recklessly altered to gratify your wantonness these encircled by no walls of a renovated troy to your grief you shall see crumble beneath the battering ram and devoured by the flames the populace which now divided against itself rages indiscriminately some for you some against you you shall then see united in their imprecations against you for the starving mob knows nothing of fear with remorse too you shall behold the spoliation of your temples thronged daily by a concourse of matrons and your children doomed in wonder and ignorance to suffer for the sins of their fathers and if my prophetic soul be not deceived which announces what it has been taught by infallible signs and incontrovertible arguments your city worn out with ceaseless mourning 
shall be delivered at the last into the hands of the stranger, after the greatest part of you has been destroyed in death or captivity, and the few that shall be left to endure exile shall witness her downfall with tears and lamentation. Those sufferings, in short, which for liberty's sake the glorious city of Saguntum endured in her loyalty, you in your disloyalty must undergo with shame but to become slaves. And beware of gathering confidence from the unlooked-for success of the men of Parma, who under the spur of hunger, that evil counsellor, murmuring to one another, let us rather rush into the midst of battle and meet death, broke into the camp of Caesar while Caesar was absent. For even they, though they gained a victory over Victoria, nonetheless reaped woe from that woe in a way not like to be forgotten. But bethink you of the thunderbolts of the first Frederick. Consider the fate of Milan and of Spoleto, for at the remembrance of their disobedience and swift overthrow, your too swollen flesh shall grow chill, and your too hot hearts shall contract. O most foolish of the Tuscans, insensate alike by nature and by corruption, who neither consider nor understand in your ignorance how before the eyes of the full-fledged the feet of your diseased minds go astray in the darkness of night. For the full-fledged and undefiled in the way behold you standing as it were on the threshold of the prison, and thrusting aside any that has pity on you, lest haply he should deliver you from your captivity, and loose you from the chains that bind your hands and feet. Nor are ye ware in your blindness of the overmastering greed which beguiles you with venomous whispers, and with cheating threats constrains you, yea, and has brought you into captivity to the law of sin, and forbidden you to obey the most sacred laws. Those laws made in the likeness of natural justice, the observance whereof, if it be joyous, if it be free, is not only no servitude, but to him who observes with understanding is manifestly in itself the most perfect liberty. For what else is this liberty but the free passage from will to act, which the laws make easy for those who obey them? Seeing then that they are only free who of their own will submit to the law, what do you call yourselves, who, while you make pretense of a love of liberty, in defiance of every law, conspire against the prince, who is the giver of the law? O most wretched offshoot of Fiesole, O barbarians punished now a second time, does the foretaste not suffice to terrify you? Of a truth, I believe that, for all you simulate hope in your looks and lying lips, yet you tremble in your waking hours, and ever start from your dreams in terror at the portents which have visited you, or rehearsing again the counsels you have debated by day. But if, while alarmed with good reason, you repent you of your madness, yet feel no remorse, then that the streams of fear and remorse may unite in the bitter waters of repentance, bear this further in mind, that the guardian of the Roman Empire, the triumphant Henry, elect of God, thirsting not for his own but for the public good, has for our sakes undertaken his heavy task, sharing our pains of his own free will, as though to him, after Christ, the prophet Isaiah had pointed the finger of prophecy, 
when by the revelation of the Spirit of God he declared, Surely he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Wherefore you perceive, if you not be dissemblers, that the hour of bitter repentance for your mad presumption is now at hand, but a late repentance after this wise will not purchase pardon. Rather it is but the prelude to seasonable chastisement. For the sinner is smitten, so that he shall surely die. Written from beneath the springs of Arno, on the confines of Tuscany, on the 31st day of March, in the first year of the most auspicious passage of the Emperor Henry into Italy. End of chapter 6 Recording by Michael Early, Brisbane, Australia